Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode. You have made it all the way to episode. You got the ring. You brought it from the Shire, and then a whole bunch of other stuff, and then you got to Mordor. You have made it to episode 137. Michael, what is up? What is up? Do I? What you wearing? I'm all right. I'm a little too hot. It's too hot for a Sunday here. Why don't you just turn uh, on your central air? Why don't you yeah. Just- yeah. It's- <laughs> I still haven't gotten used to that, man. When I left, I left for I, so I so Michael and I. If you if you for some reason don't know, Michael and I, born and raised in South Florida. Um, I, I left South Florida, but then I came back. Michael left South Florida, and so. But when I left South Florida for the first time, I was fucking amazed that people exist without air conditioning. So I yeah, I went to New York and I lived in an apartment, um, and it's just like, I remember the first time I needed it, and I'm like, oh, where's the Where's the air conditioning? My landlord's like, um, oh, no, you don't got central air up there. Here, I got a window unit you can use. And he went out to his fucking shed. It wasn't even like a proper like insulated shed. It was just a, 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 a grouping of wood outside he had things <laughs> under. And so he goes to his grouping of wood and he pulls out this like window unit um, from, from, from 1975. It was fucking old. And it just, it smelled like, it smelled like cigarettes and wet wood. And he's like, yeah, hey, you pop this in your window and then you, uh, you turn it on. I'm like, okay. And like, uh, that was, that was, that was a learning experience for me, man. That was yeah. also Long Island. So Long Island, Long Island, you got to teach them good. You got Frank Mueller, Long Island. <laughs> Soon. Uh, Soon we'll see it. <laughs> Episode 137. When the watch world starts taking us seriously. <laughs> Absolutely not. The more and more we grow because, um, and this, and so huge shout out and huge thank you to everyone that does listen to the show and enjoys it. The more and more we grow and that's happening every week, the more and more, not like, not angry, but just kind of the more polarizing I'm realizing the show is, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can either hang out on the show, hang out with, with Mike and Kaz, talk shit maybe talk about watches and have a blast or you can like show up here and expect us to like i don't know talk about fucking mainsprings i mean which we do but like you can get you can get that talk anywhere dude you know yeah so yeah but the more and more i'm realizing how 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 dividing how uh, how how can we can we be the can be the can be the catalyst for a watch, watch podcast civil war the rift this is a schism <laughs> what do you I think i don't know Maybe maybe by episode 200. Let's see. Let's see what we can do by episode <laughs> 200. So um, let's do this. Episode 137. This is going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun stuff that Michael and I have to catch up on. Um, there's a lot of fun watch stuff to talk about. And today's, this week's main topic is actually a really fun one. Uh, the unsung heroes of horology. The, of, of urology. The unsung heroes of horology. <laughs> My wife is a whore. Did you fuck my whore wife? Did you fuck? Sorry, I, I, that was a great episode. Um, that was a while back, sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Danny yeah. DeVito. So wholesome, yet so rough, you know? Um, episode 137, so Unsung Heroes of Horology. Um, basically, it's one of those things where Michael has chosen some brands, I've chosen some brands that we feel... Are doing incredible things for watch collecting um from all in it doesn't necessarily have to be from a specific facet but but a brand that's doing something for watch collecting or horology that they are really deserve more 
credit for or people might not necessarily understand their contribution. That's kind of how I've interpreted it. How did you interpret it? Uh, the same way. Nice. Uh, at, at first, I, I really struggled to um, figure out how how I would approach this uh, topic. But really, I, I just had to think about the things that I've been looking for uh, and and like the spectrum of watch collecting mm. and watch manufacturing that I've been um, uh, criticizing lately, just sort of internally. Um, so I, I approached this more from uh, a style uh, finishing and like collecting practicality okay. angle. I might have taken a bit more of like a consumer goods approach mm -hmm. to it. Um, okay. So this will be a lot of fun. This will this will be uh, this will be a good time. Um, let me see here. Let's do this, man. Let's let's honor tradition. There's some fun stuff that I want to catch up on. There's some really cool life event stuff for us to talk about. But let's let's honor let's honor one of the few traditions we have on this on this fucking heathen heathen podcast. Let's do a wrist check. You want to do a wrist check with me? Let's do it. Audio audio. We should do an audio wrist check on the Autobahn. Autobahn. <laughs> How many? And we should do an audio wrist check on the Autobahn wearing automatic wristwatches in an automobile. I have an automatic. I just wanted. I just like saying "ow." I have no idea why. But here, you go first. I'm talking way too much. What are you? What are you wearing right now? Dude, I'm so so excited to finally have this watch on the show and just borrow it for a little bit. It's the Richard Meal ceramic uh, red sap. <laughs> what, what? Which one is it? The erotic time, whatever I forget what it's called. I want to hold you softly. <laughs> so Dude, we've made it. If any of us have that watch on a wrist, <laughs> we've made it. I'm wearing the uh, Richard Meal sexual pinball uh, uh, Wi-Fi vibrator. Dude, that's the that's that's the dong hanging watch of the Richard Meal world. The pinball Wi-Fi vibrator. All right. Yeah. Get on, so I'm, Mr. I'm so, so. Mr. Meal. Mr. 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 Mealford the third. I don't know what the fuck his name. Is. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. What are you wearing? I'm wearing the Monta Atlas GMT. Oh, girl! Finally in, got it in. Yep, in sunburst black. Wow. Uh, on the stainless steel bracelet. We saw this, or I saw this watch for the first time um, at Wind Up San Francisco, and it was announced this year at Basel World um and it was it was kind of a big big deal for them i i admittedly and i think i've said this on the show mm. you know when i when i saw it when i saw the news at first i was just like okay like this is kind of weird because they have the sky quest which is their right it's like a it's a beefier gmt watch so i didn't really understand the the piece until i saw it hands-on uh, at wind up san francisco and uh holy hell i think um it takes a lot it takes a lot to really like knock our socks off especially after going to hong kong and yeah just, hong kong watch the hong kong watch fair fucked us up pretty good i think yeah just taking a look at how the sausage is made for the most part <laughs> um but i'm i'm glad that we went through that because yeah. you know you get to see people that really up level what they do and the products that they put out. And I, I think that, I think that Manta is top of the food chain. If we're talking about, um, you know, small batch, 
uh, manufacturers here that are doing the the boutique thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have had a rough start. You know, admittedly, they they had a rough start when they were figuring out their pricing and everything. But this thing, dude, it's uh, ETA twenty eight ninety two GMT on the bracelet. On the bracelet, it's the priciest um, at sixteen fifteen. And wow. uh, if you th- if you think about it, the Glycine Airman number one, when it first came out, uh, it retailed for over two. Mm. So, and the one that I had had issues with GMT hand alignment. This one absolutely does not. Like this one Solid. is spot on. Wow. Um, the clasp, we talk about the clasp a lot for Manta. Again, unmatched. Yeah. Uh, in in this uh, in this spectrum, yeah, I played like super. I played with that watch a little bit at um, fuck's it called? Wind up San Fran, San Francisco. Played with a little, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to hang out with it uh, too long, but um, I'm yeah. happy I'm happy that you have it in, and it was. Uh, and the short time I spent with it, yeah, totally floored. So you, are you in? Are you in love or are you in lust? I think I'm in lust. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm both in are, lust. Both are both are acceptable in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but it's you know I I think I think this is a good option if you're um maybe maybe you have a couple of nice watches maybe you even have something like a Rolex or a couple right. of my Seikos and you want to get into the world of sort of underground boutique sort of brands mm. uh small batch i've been trying to use more than than micro brand lately but um i like boutique i like boutique brands. Yeah. or you can use boutique brands to separate smaller brands who are really putting in extra effort versus what i'll start kind of calling and i think i got this phrase from uh, nick orion or nick orion nick harris over at orion watches <laughs> yeah. um catalog watches yeah, you can be a boutique watch brand or a catalog watch brand where you point and I want this class, but I want this and I want this, and you send it to this address. Here's ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I have a brand now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so boutique brand. I like it. And just um, just some like real quick specs. It's thirty eight point five millimeters diameter. Oh shit, uh, that's great. 40, 47 lug to lug. Wow. Just ten ten point two millimeters thick. And really? uh, wow. 20 millimeter um, lugs with a bracelet that tapers down nicely. I don't know. Maybe it tapers to 18 or so. They're not fucking around with this thing. Yeah. And you know that Manta is, is Everest. So they they got the rubber strap thing. Like, they got the strap covered. game down. Yeah. Yeah. You can get it with like integrated rubber, uh, leather, or the bracelet. All of those options are super cool. Um, and it's... Uh, it's gonna be hard to to give this back. I think I think if you go to Monza's website now, everything is sold out. In terms so. of situational wearing options, what sort of situation do you see this watch working for? If you were everything. to everything, everything, wow, okay. So delivering everything. a baby, kids' first baseball game, mugging someone, yeah, the watch can and, do anything. And nobody nobody will like give it a second thought. You know, it just it looks good. It's not it's not a brand that's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. You know. Because it's like super expensive or anything. I, lo- I mean, it's not it's not cheap, but I, I, it has a really cool sleeper date just vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but almost I, I almost look at this as a modern, like a modern Explorer 1016 or something like this. Like this can go up Everest, nice. you know. <laughs> and you got you have the GMT 
and uh you know honestly man it has it has one of those gmts it's not the it's not a local jumping hour gmt but you know really again i'm i'm not i'm not touching down at heathrow and then taxiing and the minute i you know park at the gate i'm going to you know hit my aquanaut pusher and change the hour you know it's just a lot of people that actually fly they wait in the terminal and you're like okay i'm going to set my watch here for the time zone i'm going in I'm going to turn my phone back on. I'm going to set my watch, and then I'm going to sit here while everyone waits in in, in agonizing anticipation to get the fuck off of this place. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I I'm not that big of like a GMT snob. Um, I did a write up in the past. I did a write up on one of the Orient GMT models. Um, it might have been the WZ0071DJ. My Orange Star GMT, or might have been the pull wires, but um, people people took note and kind of you know were particular in that. I didn't flag that it wasn't, I guess, like an independent sort of hour hand, and it's like, oh, that's not a true GMT, and it's like, I really don't give a shit. Like this is not gonna <laughs> save my fucking life. It's just, yeah. it's like if someone if someone if I was walking down the street and someone, and someone put a gun in my mouth and they said, show me your independent hour hand. Then yes, I would probably would like my three hundred dollar Orient to have an independent <laughs> hour hand, but that's not gonna yeah. happen. No one's gonna put a gun in my mouth and s- demand to see my independent hour hand. So like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm less I'm less of an neurological zealot in regards to that. So I'm looking at a photo of this sure. of this thing now. Yours has the red accents, the one you have in for review. Yeah, so it's a black dial. Beautiful, um, fucking gorgeous. With yeah, the red accent. Of course, the blue is probably the most popular, but um, blue's always popular. Black is, watches, I feel yeah, like. black black is a cool sort of sleeper colorway, and uh, I think it goes with a lot. You know, I, I wore it to the office once already, and um, I love yeah, the crown on this thing. It has like a like a, and I'm 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 really sorry, guys. I don't know proper terminology. This is not this is not a terminology show. It has a really cool sort of. Um, like a like a faceted almost onion or Reese's peanut butter cup vibe where it tapers yeah. down towards the body but only slightly that looks like it's a lot of fun to actually um manipulate because i've 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 had i've had catalog micro brand watches and even large brand watches where like the crowns like a like a fucking it's like the head of a pin and you're like dude i can't fucking like can't work with this you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so this yeah, thing exactly. looks pretty no, fucking I- cool and your your assessment is on is on point. I I I also see it as like a, a mini onion crown. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So I, I'm I'm loving it, dude. I'll, I'm I'm gonna wear this this weekend, the In, rest of the day, and interior twenty four hour scale looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, how about you? What do you have? I'm not wearing anything fancy. Wearing the old tried and true Orient Christmas Chrono. Um. Threw it on today because uh, I've been wearing, I was wearing my Gavox on that blue, on that navy and gray NATO for a long fucking time. And so I'm like, I'm like, ah, let's put something else on today. So I woke up this morning, had to go and look at the condo again, like I was telling you. So my wife and I are in the process of buying our first home. Woo. And so I was over there and I'm like, ah, let me just throw on the old, let me throw on Papa's old reliable, the old uh, Christmas chronos. So mm-hmm. I love this thing. Um, I also love, I guess, the infamy that this thing has. Like, I I was at a wind-up, I was at one of the wind-ups, and I was just wearing this, and this was at, this is around the time where I guess people didn't really know what we looked like, 
Um, and someone recognized me by the watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like every time the stupid things on Instagram, you know, people seem to appreciate it. And uh, I love it, man. You know, limited edition. Um, I call it the Christmas Chrono. So if you're new to the show or if I haven't worn this watch, you know, while you've been listening, I call it the Orient Christmas Chrono. It's limited edition. They made it to commemorate, I think, Christmas in Japan for like 2016 or 2017. I'm not too sure. Um, We only made a thousand pieces. It's part of the Orient Neo 70s series. The Orient Neo 70s series is a lot of fun. We don't really have them here in the States. Most of them are JDM. Um, but they're a line of watches which sort of takes some design inspirations from iconic 70s uh, tropes. But then they put some sort of like modern, like, like, uh, not modern, sounds really dumb. Um, but they just kind of put like a really fun X factor on there. So this thing, the Orient Christmas Chrono, has like an old school sort of um, racing chrono vibe. But then they have this really wonderful teal with these pinstripes, but the pinstripes are segmented and like slightly offset. Um, I'll try if you if you haven't seen a picture of it, just Google Orient Christmas Chrono. We're the only motherfuckers that pop up for this fucking watch. Um, or you can Google the reference. I think the reference is uh, should, I should I should not have started this thought until I researched it. W X 0051TX, I think, or WV 0051TX. Let's find that. We have the gift. I believe you. Of the internet. Oh, pff, that's your first mistake. Are those, are those pinstripes, by the way, uh, functional? Are they also openings to, to get the light to go in to charge the cell? The light comes in on the subdials. On the subdials. So if, okay. you, if the light hits it just right, you see that, the, that the, the, the letters, like the markers for the subdials, they're on top of like a clear film. And then you can see underneath it, you know, where the actual like cells are for the solar charging. Mm, okay cool it's pretty fucking cool that reference is by the way wv0051tx and um yeah it's a quartz chrono as as you guys probably know on the show i'm a i'm, I'm huge into quartz chronographs um i just i have a pretty strong fascination with them which is why i was wearing this gavox Rhodes for so long i love i love the um the swiss quartz uh, ronda chronograph he has in there very very particular really really cool on that watch but yeah we're in the mm. christmas chrono still love it is it on the uh, bracelet? On the bracelet. On the here, if you can hear it. I like that bracelet, man. I I I think for I mean maybe maybe they put a little bit more effort into that one because it's a limited edition, but I feel like it was better than what was on my Mako. It, it, it's probably the limited edition <laughs> thing, but it's also I feel like a lot of these Japanese brands give more of a shit for JDM products for for like their own domestic products. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, I know that's the case for like cars and stuff like that, and then other, excuse me, consumer electronics. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case also for, you know, for watches. But uh, but yeah, have it on the bracelet. I might try and switch it out, but it just looks so good on the bracelet. I don't know. You know, I think it looks great on the. I, I think it looks the best on the bracelet, honestly. Yeah. So but I'm I'm a bracelet guy. You are. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. All year long, I'm a bracelet guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this one's this Orange Christmas, Christmas Chrono is definitely staying in the collection. Um, some stuff will be leaving my collection because I finally. So if you do, you want to transition topics to talking about some cool life stuff. Yeah, of course, always. So do you want to talk about your thing first, or you want, or should I talk about my thing? Let's talk about yours because I think it's related to the watch that you're you're just talking about. A, a, a little bit, yeah. So I did a thing finally. And, and what you did with it today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did a thing finally uh, for, you know, so my, my wife and I are in the process of buying a condo. Um, it's fucking, it's, it's, 
it's fucking harrowing as hell. Like, like, like all this mortgage stuff and like every little thing like is getting scrutinized. And it's just like, oh, I see that you, I just see someone deposited seventy five cents into your account in nineteen seventy six. You have a bank slip for that? It's like, uh, no. Like, who keeps bank <laughs> slips? I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a man. Like, I'm not like a like a person. If that makes sense, you know. Um, so going through all that stuff and everything like that, and the process of us getting ready to close on this place, we're anticipating to close in a couple of weeks, which I'm fucking excited for, is uh, my wife and I are rage purging everything. Clutter. Cl- clutter be damned. We're walking around with sage, and we're trying to dispel all the clutter ghosts from our fucking place. You know what I mean? Uh, a good idea. Yeah. As part of that, I had finally made the choice to um sell all my comics I'm collecting a lot of comics for i haven't collected in a while but from about 2012 to about 2014 i was in it pretty hard because i was also working at a place that was involved in like the comic book industry and so um i got to go to conventions and i got stuff and i had stuff signed and blah blah, blah all this stuff and it was fun but during that time i had accumulated a lot of books and i don't i, I don't read them anymore i don't fucking like you know what i mean like the uh, you just carry them. You carry them around like the sins of the past. Every time you move, and they and they fucking weigh <laughs> hundreds of pounds, and like they're in these fucking boxes. And you're like, wow, I really wish something would just crash on my moving truck and burn all these fucking comics, because I don't want to fucking do anything with these anymore. So, uh, made the choice to just fucking get rid of them. You know, went and uh, went and sold them. It wasn't a lot of books. I know I, we were talking this off air, and I know I know you you thought it was a lot of books, but it wasn't a lot of books. It was approximately six hundred books with some other pieces that I had pulled out that I thought were like interesting to sell and things like that. So so here's the thing. In the comic book world, within collectors, uh, and I'm sorry if this, if this is too in the weeds, uh, this is too broke, too broke comic book snobs, um, there's a, a pretty stark divide on people's stances towards um, having books slabbed and graded. So there's two sort of bodies that do that. There's comic book grading, whatever the fuck, CGC, and then like CGCS or some bullshit. I have no idea. It's been years. Um, And so basically what they'll do is you can send your book off to this grading authority. They'll grade it based on like the condition of the colors, if the staples are there, if the cover is attached, what color the the pages are, if they're white, off-white, or yellow, or if there's like scratches or marks, and they'll give it a number. Uh, based on that from zero to ten so ten being the best and zero being like a pilot dog shit and uh it costs money to do that you know it's depending on the situation the type of grading that you do i think it's anywhere from like 40 to 60 bucks someone can correct me who's more up to date um in that so it's pretty divided in that some comic people think that's really cool and like it adds like adds a fun element to comic book collecting uh other comic collectors think it's dumb and that it doesn't really do anything, and it actually, if anything, it's almost kind of ruining comic books because it's it's when you slab. So when I say slab, that means they put it in like an acrylic case and they fucking seal it, and you can open mm. it if you want, but you break the seal. Um, it's kind of compromising to the story of the book. Like, is this a collector's item or is this a story that you really liked? When you slab it, you're really making the statement. Uh, this is a collector's item, even though I do, I personally feel like there's room to exist uh, in between the two. I love the stories. I have stuff that's left, but, um, so I went to this comic place near here. I'll give them a shout out cause they're really nice Coliseum of comics here in Orlando near the mall millennia. 
uh, mm-hmm. dude helped me out there. Just kicked my cat. Sorry, cat. And um, I went in there and I'm like, I'm like, hey, I got this collection, but I pulled out these individual books here because I think they're interesting. And just from the like the stack of books, um, he saw that some of them were slabbed, some of them were graded, and he's just like, he's like, I'm gonna tell you right now, we don't really, we don't really do CGC, you know, or, or, or graded books here. Um, and then he saw what the books, what the books were. He's like, oh well, actually, no, we'll buy those. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, because I thought I just had to eat the cost. I'm like, fuck, now I'm just stuck with these things, you know? Um, yeah. The ones that he was interested in that were graded, it was. Uh, I always forget the number. It's Amazing Spider-Man 181. Let me double check. 181, was it? Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know. Sorry, give me a second here. Amazing Spider-Man first. It's the first appearance of Morbius. Morbius, the living vampire. Blah. And, uh... Do you remember him from the for, like you watched the television series, right? Do you remember Morbius? Probably. It's a vampire. Yeah. He's a vampire. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, an indiscriminately Slavic vampire for some reason. Um, Eastern European. Sorry. Uh, ASM Amazing Spider-Man one hundred and one. That looks like what it was. Yeah, one hundred and one. Had that had that CGC graded, but it's really cool because it was CGC graded with an authentic signature verified from like Stan Lee. So Stan Lee signed it. Had CGC verify it because he signed it while they were there. And then book was graded, book was slabbed, and then that was that. So that was cool. Um, the other graded books were First Appearance of Moon Knight. So I apologize. I'm a Moon Knight fan. Uh, I like Marvel Street Level Heroes. And what other graded books were in there? There was another one that I ended up keeping. I couldn't part with it. Michael, I, 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 I should have meant... Couldn't let it go. I couldn't let it go. <laughs> I should have meant I am only keeping one segment of my collection. Uh, and it's all my it's all my, uh, my Daredevil books. All oh, my okay. silver slash bronze age Daredevil books. Because I'm on a quest to collect issues 1 to 300. I don't really know why I'm fixating on those, but... Um, in between those, you know, from like 100 to like, I don't know, 200 or 180 or something like that, there's just like an incredible Daredevil run. Frank Miller was in there for a little while and just did some like really, really wonderful stuff. And then it's just, and so it's just one of those, so the, the book in question was, it was a, it was a graded book. It was one, it was Daredevil 131, first appearance of Bullseye, signed by Klaus, Klaus Jansen or Klaus Jansen, um, who I think was the anchor he was the anchor or the penciler on those on those issues. Uh, had him sign it. I had him sign it at like C two E two or like fucking Wizworld Chicago or one of the, one of these fucking places. It's all a blur now. And um, I I was there and the guy priced me out for the whole collection. And I told him I'm like just so you know I'm kind of iffy on this book. Uh, the the Daredevil one thirty one. I'm sentimentally attached to it. Like realistically, is this carrying a lot of the financial like weight? Of, uh, of the of the quote and he's like he's like not really I'm like okay i'm keeping it i'm keeping it then <laughs> <laughs> if this thing was like the bulk of it uh, okay i i'll find like a reader copy and put that on the wall but if this isn't carrying i'll keep it in mind it's mine now you know so yeah sold all the books feels fucking incredible to no longer have to lug these fucking things around dude you know it's interesting that you mentioned how that can divide the collector community 
when you when you get them slabbed and graded mm-hmm. because to me it's sort of like um it's almost like buying a watch and immediately putting it in a safe exactly exactly and that's like something that divides this community you buy you're buying like a watch as an investment yeah i, I it, it, it yeah. it's gonna it's gonna red sea divide a lot of collecting communities because you're going to get those people who inevitably come into the thing with a monetary mindset but then you're going to get these people who are just like who love it to love it you know yeah so um i was surprised because cgc and slabbing was controversial when i was still in comics i'm fucking super surprised it still is now um but i'm happy they bought those books but yeah so you know got rid of those but i'm still collecting my old my old daredevils that that I, that I couldn't do it. That's I have approximately of my quests to get one to three hundred. I think I have. I think I have seventy five. Of them. Yeah, that's a pretty good. So I'm getting there. That's progress. Well, my goal is to um, archive, seal them with like acrylic, board them, and then put them in a frame, and then just line whatever office or wall space I have with Daredevil books. How fucking cool would that be? That would be cool. Uh, now you're gonna have a house, so you can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that in my fucking office. Um, yeah, I like I like Daredevil a lot. It's uh, it's it's uh, really really good stuff. Didn't really get too much into like the Galactic Marvel stuff or like the Avengers Marvel stuff. It's always street level Marvel stuff. So Punisher, uh, Daredevil. You could even argue early Spider Man, but then all the Avengers stuff happens with him. So that that, that shit kind of goes out the window. Um, do you think they're gonna do another Punisher series now that now that all, all Marvel titles are reverting to Disney? I have no clue. <laughs> I really, I really want them to get it right, Michael. I'm not sure if I can call Frank Castle a Disney prince. Uh, maybe he technically is. He's now. probably someone's <laughs> prince charming. Someone with a really, really <laughs> deranged self-esteem. Uh, he's probably their prince charming. You know what I mean? Yeah. With yeah, that, like, with, with that marine yell, that grunt that he does, you know, he's, he's probably <laughs> someone's knight in in black Kevlar plated armor. I think. <sighs> Telling you, man. But yeah, so that's my thing. Everything's going well. Hopefully, closing on this place fucking soon. Um, but I was talking about all that because now that I parted with those books pretty easily, I think I can part with some watches that maybe I didn't think I could part with before. I don't know. Yeah, I have to do the same. I I'm trying to uh, create like a little nest fund yeah. for uh, for um, a nomos. I think that's gonna be. And we've talked about nomos. Time is, we've talked yeah, about you. Time is right. Yeah, you quarrying a nomos for 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 a while now. Which Dude, which years? One? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the Club Campus Thirty Eight so white good. dial with the bluish uh, accents I so is that going to be your wide dial dress watch your your i think it, i think it will be and it's like cheating because it's not even really a dress watch it's a little too sporty i think in some people's eyes but um yeah i, I i'm when when i fill that void i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go strict calatrava style dressy watch you know i want something that i can also wear casually and it's cool because nomo ships that one also with this sort of single pass nylon oh cool uh, strap so it's uh, I think it's still a a, a badass deal. Uh, it's actually around the cost of this uh this Monta, you know, same same thing. But you get, you know, the in-house um, 
alpha movement from uh from nomos yep. and you know the cool german construction and everything yeah that's a badass watch that's so cool <laughs> god damn man let's see let's see if we can make it happen i uh I'm going to preface this by saying you can send your hate mail courtesy of TBWS headquarters. We, we, we don't have the business address. I'm contemplating, or at least not contemplating, I've entertained more seriously the thought of selling the Sumo and maybe the Slava Medical. I don't know. Easy easy sales. Easy sales. I can never... Uh, no judgment on my end. <laughs> I need you so to you judge me, though. I, need, <laughs> I think I need you to judge me for my decisions. I don't know. I love the Slava Medical. I love wearing it. Um, people get a kick out of it when they see it, but I'm like, I hunted it down. I got it. I've worn it for a while. I don't know if it needs to stay. I don't know. Are you scared to wear it? 100% I cannot wear it right now. It's too humid outside. Yeah, that's kind of like when I bought the SKXA35, the yellow dial SKX. Mm-hmm. I, I... Well, first of all, I just didn't like bond with it. Okay. Uh, but at the same at the same time, the condition was absurd. It was basically NOS, blue sticker in the back still. Wow. And I, like the strap had zero flex to it. Um, and I was just like, I can't wear this, man. Wow. <laughs> so I got I got a little scared. But but I like we mentioned before that that went to someone in the. Uh, a uh, good friend of the show and stayed in the family, so that's good. That's good. I think I think I think the experience is better when you like the person that you sell it to, <laughs> not just some rando on the internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. Exactly. Oh man, but here I spent way too much time talking about the comic book thing. Do you want to talk about your thing, or should we just get into the main topic? I think we can get into the main topic because the first brand I'm going to bring up is actually one of the ones that. I, was tied to that story. Perfect. So, so let's do it. Un, unsung heroes of horology. Of <laughs> sorry, unsung <laughs> heroes of horology. Uh, I I did my best to prepare. I didn't prepare very well, but I have a good idea of what I'm doing. But I'll let you go first. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I I had to think for a while. You know, am I going to talk about material innovations or? movement technology things like that mm-hmm. i mean there there are a ton of incredible brands uh mostly really really high end you know if you think about like uh what's that brand hyt the hydro mechanical it like, looks like general grievous's fucking face on it a yeah, skull. yeah 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 they got like liquid inside i mean general like that's a, yeah 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 resins uh you know <sighs> All those brands, even even something like uh, I don't know, I don't know, MBNF and all that shit. Yeah, of course they're they're super they're super high end and not really something I wanted to bring up in this discussion. So I I thought about style, I thought about finish, and I thought about just um, collectability more or less. And mm. the first brand I want to talk about is one that I've been talking about a lot recently, and that's. CWC as they are today, nice. Um, run by Silverman's. Um, you know, even if you get the new ones, the reissues are fantastic. You know, you might see a new T dial and say, well, that, well, that that that's a lie. You know, this is Luminova. So, um, but so I I have this 1983 um, Royal Navy Diver Quartz reissue, and it's just 
this is this is my favorite purchase of the year wow. by far. Um, so cool. And I have it on this. Uh, I just got recently a Phoenix, uh, gray Phoenix NATO, which has its own kind of geeky story of itself. I, I'm not really too like into the history of this specific NATO, but it's apparently like it's apparently what you should have on this watch. I I, sh I guess I should research it a little more, <laughs> but um, it's it's a cool setup. And so the reason I wanted to bring up CWC. If you combine all of the brands and all of the money that's being spent on starting products that are derivative of like military dive watch design, mm -hmm. like it's almost countless. Like I, I, I can't count how many brands are just like, hey, we're a new micro brand and this is our tribute to the Millsup. Um, you know, you have Steinhardt's like way better quality than 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 a lot of those um that sell for around like 200 300 bucks yeah but um you know there's so much there's so much noise out there if you're into british military watches um and i had to think about my own collecting journey and look back at all the fucking money i spent mm -hmm. on homages on homages and um you know kind of examples that really didn't have any connection to the lineage the british military watch lineage and this is this is this brand cwc is staring a lot of people in the face today saying like hey we're here we've yeah. been here and I, I i think i think they're just getting the hang of noticing that they're also um they're also attracting collectors because really like I mentioned before, a big part of their business is still supplying, um, you know, military branches. That's so cool. Uh, so I, I think, you know, as they as they come out with these heritage reissues and, and produce their standard line, I think I think there's a lot of value to be had. And, and I just um, while while they are getting more and more popular in our in our sort of TBWS Instagram budget collector watch fam circle. Mm -hmm. um I think they have a lot of room to to push through and and go a little more mainstream. I, I it's like it's like that punk rock band that that finally headlines the uh, <laughs> I don't know the Blink tour or something. Right. You know they you're you're not mad that they're that they're getting front and center. You know, not just playing Cafe Cristal because <laughs> that's what that's what they've been doing. You know I, it, that automatic took me a year to hunt down. Yeah. An example that I that I really liked. Um, so you said this watch was tied to what you were going to talk about in like our, 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 like where did you tell? Oh yeah. 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 No, no. So yeah. Good. Just, <laughs> so this same setup here also, you know, with, with the quartz version also, if you're just into rugged watches at the same time, CD, CWC is a great, great option. Um, they have the, um, the quartz divers both in stainless steel and with the black coating right uh and this same setup here uh with quartz and on the phoenix nato i, I actually went with my wife uh yesterday to a shooting range and mm -hmm. uh we both we both had a blast on the range took a took a course like safety and basics and things like that we've been wanting to do it for a while um what did you what did you shoot did you put like turtles in a kiddie pool and like not not turtles in a kiddie pool. That's, That's fucking horrible. I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> anti-vegan, I think. Well, you're not eating. <laughs> I gotta them. check the. I gotta check the rules. You're not eating them or wearing them, right? What if they're turtles that are dying of natural causes already? Like they have, <sighs> like they have emphysema or something. That's a pretty. That's a pretty deep philosophical discussion. That's, that's like that's that's it. like that's like niche vegan. That's like Negan, dude. <laughs> All right. But yeah, here I'm sorry. Safety, a gun safety course. Yeah, no, we shot we shot paper. Um, she she had a blast. It was just hilarious to see her like popping those off. We both shot the PPQ, um, which was a fun fun little gun. And uh, yeah, the 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 CWC on this on this uh, gray Phoenix strap was just I don't know. It felt at home. Yeah, you were it was, saying it was the, cool. The, the PPQ is like the new like I guess Bond gun that Daniel Craig is using. Yeah, I think I think Daniel Craig is is using it lately. He he does have the PPK in in some shots. Roll through PPK. Did you do um? Did you do the barrel intro intro? Did you like where he's casually walking about? <laughs> just turns a corner. Did you or do they not allow that in the gun safety course? That's that that might be the kind of stuff that kick gets you kicked out pretty quick. Ah, come yeah. on, man. It's it's interesting to observe the population uh, of folks at, at a gun range as well. There there are you can observe these different gene pools of intelligence uh, <laughs> and that can be a very good thing or a bad thing uh, but man yeah there's some personalities there but uh you know the environment was really cool and um just um very open and inclusive and uh, we we really valued the education that we got that's awesome so i think that's pretty pretty important uh <laughs> these these days um so yeah, next time I go to the range, I'll probably take a CWC again because, like I said, the brand produces really, really good stuff. Um, the last thing that I'm going to bring up is uh, the price. So I get a lot of questions about the price. So this is a quartz time-only dive watch. Uh, when you do the conversion, you're basically at a, a grand. Mm. And uh, some people are like, "Well, what are you paying for?" You're paying for the name you're that you're 100 percent paying for the name and for me i i don't really care because if i would have just paid for the name from the get-go and paid this price i actually would have saved money instead of dicking around with a ton of homages and uh you know stuff that really wasn't that good of quality interesting yeah yeah i hear that so i think uh cwc yeah they that's that's going to be my first choice um still kind of like the underdog uh living in the shadow of like the mill subs you know and like yeah. the tutor french military french navy subs um you know this this is part of the story too and you can get yourself a, a brand new version from the same brand today little to no effort that's so cool that's yeah. a good first pick what's uh what's your first i'm opening up with a with a bombshell dude or at least, but so I, I know, right? The, my first pick, and you guys gotta stay with me on this one, is Invicta. Okay. Nice. Okay. Invicta, We're... in my opinion, I know. Invicta. So we, we lost some, we lost some listeners during the comic book segment. <laughs> we just lost the rest. Do you remember my? Hey, uh, EA eight uh, Ben. Uh, thanks for thanks for sticking. Greg with Wood, <laughs> Greg Wood's probably still on here. Greg Greg Bedrosian <laughs> might be as well. Um, Skip Rose, he might still be on here. The Facebook mods we know are are definitely here for sure. Everyone else is left, which is fine. Everyone else left. <laughs> so Invicta, explain yourself. I will explain myself. 
uh, in this way. Invicta gets shit on all the time. You know, people have issues with the quality of their watches. People have issues with like, oh, you know, kind of what you were talking about before. I spent all these fucking money on homages when I could have bought something, um, you know, that wasn't like like an homage homage. I mean, that had a bit more sort of quality behind it. But I, 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 I posit to you this. How many people's first watch was an Invicta? You know what I mean? How many people are into watches because they bought an Invicta? Even if they hated it later. You know? That's a good point. The, well, Invicta has uh, a lot more visibility. than So I, I kind of would downgrade a lot of micros because I think uh, they'll sort of carpet bomb the Instagram field and mm-hmm. get into that side of marketing. But... Uh, Invicta is just a lot more visible. You know, you can walk through the mall and see them in a kiosk. Exactly. Like or, them. Or like on the Amazon. Way they look. Yeah, or yeah. on Amazon, which is a much more authentic way of getting into watches. Yes. Yeah. That's, and the thing yes. is, a lot of times, that's your first watch. And even if you grow to hate it, you eventually get into watches. If you never met Invicta, you wouldn't have gotten into watches. It's like It's like... It's like the person you dated before you met the person you fell in love with hardcore. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had to date some pieces of shit before you found the person you really fucking loved. You yeah. know? And in a weird way, you have to give them you had to give them thanks. I think in this sense, Invicta is an unsung hero because for a lot of us we wouldn't be in this without them. A lot of us wouldn't even fucking know what a submariner was until we realized we hated the Pro Diver. Just as a preface, I don't hate the Pro Diver. I have one, I actually like it a lot. But like that's that's the point. You you sort of hone your like refined senses and and taste based on something that you might have experienced and realized wasn't that great. And for a lot of people, funnily enough, that's that's Invicta. So I think I think Invicta deserves more credit than it gets. Because um, I've talked to I've talked to so many of you guys. Um, Especially with like the Pro Diver review and uh, Rainbow and Victor review, which I, I know I need to get up, but life is getting in the way right now. Um, I know a lot of you people's first watch was was an Invicta, you know. So um, just wanted to take time and give props where props are due. I'm gonna say it. Thank you, Invicta, for getting a lot of us into watches, getting the majority of us into fucking watches. That and it's, also that's a good way to approach it. Yeah, and also potential potentially Daniel Wellington. Just saying, da- Daniel Wellington's like the quintet. I know Daniel Wellington for a long time. We might have some disagreement there. Well, Daniel Wellington <laughs> for a long time was like the quintessential. I don't know what to get my male spouse watch. Oh, yeah, I'll get them the the Daniel Wellington. That's how a lot of dudes uh, got that watch. So. But I think in terms of the point that I was trying to make with, you know, this is a watch that got you into watches, I think Invicta is definitely a better candidate for that. But that's uh, that's my first pick for, for Unsung Heroes. I think hate them or love them, we should, we should give Invicta, you know, credit what credit's due. Yeah, Daniel Wellington has some serious brand power, dude. Yeah. I think I, I, was, <laughs> I was surprised, like, we mentioned it probably before, but... We saw a Daniel Wellington boutique, like brick and mortar, fully oh, dedicated shit. boutique in Hong Kong. That's right. Ugh. I remember that now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I totally remember that. That's incredible. Yeah, man. That's, a, that's, some, that's, some, that's some incredible brand power charging $300 for a watch that realistically you can get for $5 in like Alibaba. 
or fucking yeah. what's the other website? Yeah, I can't remember the other website. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So eBay. Yeah, but Flea but in eBay. terms of in, in terms of this, huge shout out to Invicta. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. Interesting way to to approach that. Um, what about you? What's your second I'll, pick? I'll share. I'll share my second. Uh, you actually you you mentioned him earlier in the show, and um, it's been a while since since we brought up um, any of his watches. Ooh. Uh, I wanna I wanna talk about Orion. Oh shit! Um, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I wanna talk about Orion. Um, Helmed, helmed by a friend of the show, Nick Harris, who was a guest previously, God, eons ago. We should get him on the show again some point soon. Yeah. Also one of the first people to ever loan us a watch to to review or anything. His was what hit the um, field standard. was one of the first watch reviews we ever had on the site. Yeah. The the uphill battle that that guy has had to climb yeah. just to get his stuff out there, you know, kind of entering the business as like a dedicated modder and, and by the way a lot of the people that started at the same time that he did are still modders so like mm. i i can't think of anyone uh or or many folks that left the modding circle to to mess with their own designs and he pivoted essentially yeah reinvent the company yeah. um you know and, and I, for, for for a while you know I, I wouldn't have said so but i i still think that um when you get the calamity on wrist, you you really feel like this is setting itself apart from from the from the crowd that that we that we get today, especially in, in, in the micros. I've spent wrist time with it, but I know you have. Yeah, and yeah. and you dug it. Yeah, I, I and I you know if you. It, it's kind of difficult to to understand my point here if you haven't had a discussion um, with with Nick or really talk about his his goals and his vision. You know, he he kind of moved his entire life here um, for a while. He moved to to Washington. Uh, he he finished watchmaking school here. Now he's back in Pennsylvania. It's kind of central mecca to the like American watchmaking story. Mm. Um, you know, and he's he's coming out with new designs. Uh, some of the some of the coolest stuff I've seen from from a smaller uh, you know boutique brand. Yeah. And again, it's um it's a difficult step for people to take because you're breaking that you're breaking into that four digit watch purchase. Well, the thing is here, here in my opinion, if Monta can do it, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, um, I think he's pretty much there. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's getting there. There are some, there are some little areas that he can improve, but he's really, he's really not far off. And I think, you know, he's still, he's still not getting the attention that he deserves. <laughs> really good point. It's a really, really yeah. good point. Definitely an unsung hero. It, just for, also for what he's doing in terms of the watch community, but also the big thing, bro, the American like watchmaking sort of market yeah. his 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 kind of broader goals of, of reinforcing this you know american sort of watchmaking you know culture i think is pretty there, fucking epic and there are a lot of people on that path there are a lot of people on that path of trying to revive the american watchmaking industry yeah some people are some people are going to hong kong and starting a brand coming back here and saying i'm starting an american watch brand. <laughs> some some people are buying 
you know, old American watches and making new um, watches out of the movements. So some people are starting out on the movement side. Some people are starting out on the case side. You know, if you look at a brand like Vero in Portland, Oregon, they're starting out on the case side, like yeah. machining their own case parts and everything. So that's really cool. There's, you know, I, I think I think he's really um, central in this American watch making renaissance that, you know, hopefully we're about to see. True that. Um, so I, I think I think that he's another brand that people should keep an eye on. And some of some of the stuff that I've been seeing on Instagram after the calamity, it was a little maybe too out there for for me you know what's he doing now uh, i haven't was seen too... i haven't seen anything is he doing anything because the thing is he's he's got he's got other efforts he's kind of focused on outside of like the orion product line still focused in neurology but does he have anything on the on the horizon yeah so he's got the um one design that i've been seeing is the upcoming uh, orion 2 which is I don't know. It looks really cool. This last one that he posted, it has a crosshair <clears throat> dial. It's sort of, oh, it's this, sort of this like white a, one. Yeah, dude. It, it looks like cool. it's on a Barton. Looks like it's on a Barton white rubber strap. That thing is. It that that's a really cool. It's almost like he combined the dressiness of like the first, very first Orion watches with the rugged looks of the Field Standard. It's you know, pretty like you cool. Can, I can dig this. Wow. Yeah. So Beautiful. I think the Orion, the Orion too. He did looks like he did something called the Hellcat. So I like it. And and a lot of times he just experiments. You know, he'll he'll do this crazy dial work or this crazy engraving work or, you know. Well, that's the, that's the luxury of having access to or, or you know a having access to interesting artisans, interesting craftsmen who you can kind of partner with. Like I know he's done some really fun engraving and like hand hammered like dial stuff. You know. And then the other huge yeah. benefit of just controlling as much of the operations and manufacturing as you as you can, you, you can experiment. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'd uh, I'd give him that win, and also his 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 Instagram feeds are pretty funny. He's... <laughs> Wasn't there? <laughs> he has some didn't, he, didn't he? I enjoy his humor. Didn't he do this thing where I think it was around the time the calamity came out, and I'm I'm super sorry if I'm, if I'm fucking wrong on this, but it was like. Little known facts: James Bond wore calamity. It's like that's like a photoshopped image. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, also I'm also looking at this shot of the the Tudor P01, but like so when it it's like the stock image that came from Tudor, but he put he I guess he photoshopped an Orion calamity dial on it. <laughs> <laughs> the Orion databases have been hacked, and his prototype for bezel lock mechanism on a calamity has been discovered. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so. Yeah, cool, cool feed. I I check out what he does. Uh, Huge problem. None of this stuff is none of this stuff is sponsored, by the way. Uh, I haven't taken a dime from any of these brands. Oh yeah, just to clarify. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, we're not on the take yeah, for Invicta. <laughs> I haven't gotten a single fucking Invicta check. <laughs> I would love Invicta checks. Oof. <laughs> I mean, they're in Hollywood. I could just drive over, take the four-hour drive, knock on their door. Where's my fucking money, guys? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, but no, yeah. Just to, I guess we should have clarified that in the beginning. None of these fucking brands. Have, no one, no one pays us a dime. I don't think. Yeah, if if they did, you might have seen some production improvements, which I'm sure you have not. <laughs> Any, actually, anytime there, anytime we do a sponsored episode, we usually call those out pretty pretty heavily. Yeah, you know, shit for it. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Hey, babe? Yeah? Were those too spicy? Um, uh, 
the tendies. Tendies might be the most spicy one. But okay, good. Just making spicy sure. Spicy tendies. Are definitely spicy. They're definitely spicy. Cool. I don't think the breading works. It did not. Agreed. Okay. All right, I'm back. Um, yeah, huge Chaz shout out. the spicy tendies. New band. I was going to say this today in my autobiography. <laughs> to my retelling of, uh, of an emotionally crippled uh, first generation minority going through an American schooling system. Kaz and the little too spicy tendies. I think it's going to be good. Q huge. Picked up by Random House. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Is Random House still around? I don't know. I haven't like I'm Random not. House are this okay? Yes, but my wife says they're still around. But here, um, yeah, huge shout out to uh, Nick Harris over to Ryan Watch. That's a great pick. Um, yeah. My pick is sort of in a similar vein, at least to kind of what I had flagged, but on a different sort of price spectrum. And we've talked about this brand before. Uh, some people might disagree with this choice, but I don't give a shit what people say. This is my fucking show, okay? I think an unsung hero of virology, realistically, is Braemont. I would count them Oof. yeah, as an unsung... Just for everything that they're doing on multiple levels. Um, Operation-wise, trying to do, you know as much as I guess they realistically can to do something different, especially with this Tiptronic or whatever the fuck it is, uh, case, that multi, uh, that multi-stage case they have. Oh, the triptych case? Triptych yeah. case. The other facet, yeah. um, as well, British watchmaking, dude. Like, they're, they're trying to really make it a thing, and, like, yes, they're expensive, but the reality is, for something particular and for something that's not off the assembly line and then white-labeled, which can be the experience you have a lot of other watches... You do have to pay mm-hmm. for it. And I say that knowing full well, I have a better chance. Well, no, how should I phrase this? I'm more likely to wake up one morning and be inclined to eat my own fucking fingers than to ever enough have enough money to buy one of these watches. I'm never going to afford a brain one. They're not cheap. And I accept that. Like, I'm looking at these Supermarines right now, which is like a product line that they have, which I, I fucking love. I think these are beautiful watches. You know? Yeah. They, so I I actually haven't checked out the product line in a while. I know they came out with um, these like 50s style divers that were a little Submariner-ish. Um, Looking at new new releases. Oh, man. The MB2, the new limited one with like that. Oh, the, oh MB3, 10th anniversary. 310 pieces with like... With like the ejection seat, like oh, yeah. warning, like over six o'clock. <laughs> That's cool. Dude, these things are these things are beautiful, man. And like, it's just yeah. it's the 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 story is incredible. What they're trying to do for British wash making is incredible. They're trying to make watches which are very recognizable as this is part of our brand. These are you would see this across a room and you recognize it as a Bremont without making them really like egregious designs. A lot of these are pretty fucking tasteful. You know? Yeah. It's not like the fucking General Grievous skull on that goddamn HYT watch. Whatever the fuck <laughs> I don't know why. I, that, every time I see I that I still watch, can't figure out how to tell the time on those things. You don't. You have to ask General Grievous what time it is. Like the fucking face door from the Fable games. You know what I mean? Like, And it just, it just fucking tells you. It just tells you the time. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Man, Fable. I, a long time I ago, right? I wasted a lot of time. I love the Fable, Fable games because of just how 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 passionately Peter Molinet pumped those games up 
Like he, I, it was Peter Mullenay. Let me let me double check. I'm not I'm not fucking up. His I name. have no clue. I just know that I faked being sick a lot so I could stay home from school and like beat it as fast as I could. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Let me see here. Yeah, Paul Peter Mullen. That's a web. Never seen that spelling of Mullen. Um, basically, like he would come up and he would talk about like, um, like how incredible the next like like oh, if Fable Three will come out and we've dedicated ourselves so strongly to realism that if you adopt a child in the game, we will send you a real child in the world. And it's like oh my fucking god, like Fable is gonna be incredible. And like like yeah, they were good, but like he definitely like. <laughs> Almost like uber hyped them up, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool, but it's not like Peter Mullenay cool, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah. what were we talking about? Why did we go? We're talking about fa- oh, the face <laughs> door, Braymont, the Braymont, the face door, and the HYT watch. Yeah, so, um, I would consider Braymont an unsung hero. I think people a lot of the times will just see the price tag and then a fucking just 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 uh disregard anything else that they're mm-hmm. sort of offering, which I think is the wrong move. I think having sticker shock is appropriate, um, especially like you and I as sort of cash-strapped, discerning watch folk. Having sticker shock is appropriate, but then there's also instances where you have to kind of say, okay, is this priced at XYZ amount of money, and am I getting something from that? Is there actually something here that you would justify you know, spending this much um, money on? Realistically, I think for a lot of watches, probably no. Um, but there are some where the price is justified. So obviously in the case of a lot of brands that actually we've been talking about so far, Manta, justified. Realistically, it's justified. You know? Yeah. Orion, 100% justified. I know there were, it was a big pain point for folks when he jumped from feel standard pricing of approximately, I think, four, five, or 600 to then Orion Calamity pricing, which was... What, 15 or 16, 13? Some, some around there. Yeah, there's, there's that people, people do that big, you know, who do you think you are sort of argument. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking dude <laughs> putting a lot of effort into a product that I'm going to sell. <laughs> and I have. Yeah. And I will. <laughs> who the fuck is you eating cheese off your yeah. stomach at four in the morning? Like, fuck you. <laughs> We've all been there, guys. You know? Yeah. But um yeah so so Ryan totally worth the, the the money for what it, the watch is objectively for the product and then also what the brand represents and I would say the same for Braemont yeah they're expensive but dude it's I get it I get paying this much for for a watch so um I I also really enjoy the charisma of like the two brothers the English that brothers duo yeah was it yeah. Nick Just, Nick and Nick English Nick and uh what's the other one's uh, name Giles. Hubert? Giles. Yes, Hubert. <laughs> Nick Hubert. and Giles. Yeah. Yeah. So huge, huge shout out to Braymont. True unsung hero of urology, especially with them being one of the first people to give fucking uh, Basel the finger. We're doing our own watch show with Blackjack and hookers. You can go fuck yourself, Basel. <laughs> All right. And really, really cool bomber jackets. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're going to call it the fucking Braemont Townhouse or whatever the fuck, you know, they called it. They do one in, in I think, London and then one over in, uh, over here on this side of the pond in New York. And yeah, so huge shout out just doing their own thing, doing their own thing and hey really guys, knowing what they're doing. If you're, if you're listening, I think it's time to do a West Coast one. Oh, he's just, he's just throwing yeah. it out there. You never know. And you should invite me. <laughs> and then you can, and then you can go to new york <laughs> perfect, perfect um but here yeah you're... i love i love Braemont. i last thing about them uh i just wish they had stuff in smaller sizes 
because some of those things are hashtag thick. They do. <laughs> That's for two C's, guys. All right, let's get that straight. <laughs> I hear you. I definitely hear you. Um, but here, uh, you uh, you go next. Your your turn. So your first brand was CWC. Yeah, this is kind of cool because we're um, so far the picks have been. Uh, it seems like the picks are are smaller brands that have the balls to like break into that four digit range yeah. and say, Hey, this is why it's happening. You know, they're, they're challenging. They're challenging what the idea of a smaller brand is. Micro brand no longer means like, Oh, you can't afford this. You can get this version that looks like this for yeah. 500, 400 bucks. Like that's no longer the meaning of what a small watch brand is. That. Um, so my, my last pick and you know, I think right now they're kind of unsung heroes, but I think that could potentially change very quickly because I think I think they got some some pretty good press and coverage around their very first watch, um, and that's Anne Ordain. Um, oh shit! That's a that's a you know, yeah. We we met two of the enamelers over in San Francisco during Wida. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I again, you know, I I talk about I talk about Nomos and starting that little nest fund. This is. The, like these are watches that can pull me away from there you know mm -hmm. do i want to um you know sit safely in the security of a brand name like nomos or maybe like get a little more risky with my dollar and get something cooler and like hand enameled and things like that there are certain um, broad aesthetic similarities between this initial and ordain offering and i think particularly like the club campus nomos you're looking at i kind of see mm -hmm. the and ordain as almost like a special touch like craftsman sort of vibe to it yeah like it has yeah. that look to it as opposed to the nomos which is obviously like like that's that's a big name behind it um you know everything's sort of like uniform watch to watch which isn't a bad thing um with the anordain pieces there's there's an element of, of just differentiation and hand application which which comes across in a really fine product here i'll i'm i'm, I'm stealing your thunder explain to people what's awesome about anordain if they've never heard about them you know, just the enameling. I think, yeah, I think the, enamel the, dials. The dials are enameled. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think enamel dials kind of. Um, you know, people got really interested because you can find them on uh, vintage watches that are super expensive, super yeah. collectible. Um, the process is very difficult. So, like when you're making a batch of these dials, you're you're actually trashing a ton of them because the process is very you know specific and. Uh, a lot of it is based on chance yeah. <laughs> the way that it just it like happens to turn out it's not perfect every single time so it's a very time consuming process um it's a very like cost intensive process as well so um you know like the the price tag you know that's kind of what contributes to the price tag i think also the the handmade element is is something that's you know pretty awesome i think um I think if Nomos was gonna do hand enamel dials tomorrow, you might be looking at a three to four thousand dollar watch. Yeah. Um, you know, this is uh people would argue that it's not in the same camp, but I think uh I think they're offering something pretty interesting and I think the story is a little more compelling. And maybe it's just the connection that, you know, I made with them when I met them at uh at Windup. I think they were just uh, sweet individuals and uh, very into what they 
what they do kind yeah. of right after right after the uh, the show they i think they spent some more time and i don't know if they went to southern california to like take additional enameling courses and do like an apprenticeship just so they can get better at what they do um so that was that was pretty pretty fun and uh yeah and a huge shout out to aggressive timing habits who actually contributed a review of his anordained model number one to the two book watch top snipe uh site snipe wesley snipes sorry wesley snipes <laughs> my dog my dog <laughs> Um, guys, <laughs> timing habits. Shout out Anordain. Uh, he got he got the they had different colors for the um, model one enamel yeah. dial. He got this one. It's like a pink with uh, sort of red numbers, but the outer scale is like a blue. It comes across really a lot of like a lot of fun. There's also a video embedded in here um, that I had grabbed from the Anordain. Vimeo site? channel or yeah site oh, okay. um, just talking about the process with the enameling so we'll link that go and check that out as well um, that's a really good one that's a really really good pick for unsung hero yeah yeah I think uh, it's I'm much much like uh, you know brands like Orion and even Monta I'm, I'm really I'm really kind of keeping track of what they do next I'm seeing I'm seeing some early phases of what they're calling the um, I think it's just the model two. Oh yeah. They've been posting some stuff on, on, on I maybe, Instagram. Yeah, I maybe don't like it as much as Let me the see. model one, but but we'll see we'll see how it turns out. And ordain Instagram. Instagram. The cranberries Instagram? Google, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why are you you know I don't I don't care. I don't care right now. Alright, cool. Definitely cool. Good pick. And your final pick, good sir. People might get annoyed with me. Because um, I've mentioned this brand before, and it's, it's, a, it's another brand that's not cheap. Not cheap brand. But I think they're an unsung hero, specifically because they get overlooked exponentially in the specific space that they're uh, functioning in. It's a Japanese brand. Technically, it's sort of like a Japanese sub-brand. Uh, my third pick for Unsung Hero, and I do have some honorable mentions that I'll throw in uh, at the end of the show here, but my third official pick for Unsung Hero of Orology is Citizen Campanolas. It's the Citizen Campanola line, dude. I still don't know anything about them. You, you're really into them. I fucking just... love them. I consider them an Unsung Hero of Orology because every time people start talking about Japanese watchmaking and then you know the application of traditional Japanese sort of techniques into watchmaking, people will always bring up Seiko. Like, oh, the Arushi dials, and like, oh, the inlays, blue Seiko, and like, I'm not like, I'm like, not, I'm not knocking Seiko, even though what 100% sounds like I am. It's just one of those things where Seiko is not the only brand operating in this high, uber high level um, craftsmanship production for Japanese watches. Citizen Campanola is doing that as well. But I like it because mm. the Campanola line is specifically focused on sort of this idea of uh, capturing celestial beauty with the different models um, that they offer. Uh, it's a bit... It's a bit hammy, uh, the copy here, but I'm going to read the copy that's on their site. So, the beauty of Campanola Watch, the beauty of space itself, reflecting the movement of the heavenly bodies. It captures the universe in a microcosm with intricately layered clockwork that gives architectural dimension to its face. 
uh, blah 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 a whole bunch of other stuff if you look at it a lot of them do have like a star chart sort of celestial um vibe uh, for me like i said unsung hero because they're one of these japanese watch brands that's operating at this uber high level of craftsmanship that just doesn't get focused on even from citizen itself yeah. citizen itself doesn't seem to give a shit about Kaminoa, which is odd <laughs> to me they never talk about it you yeah. know yeah they're they're doing their whole uh they're doing like, the stupid plus ultra minus precise one. yeah yeah i'd rather spend ten thousand fucking dollars on this watch wait no how how much was that citizen watch when it came out i think the cheapest one is some something around there man yeah dude i'd rather spend ten fucking thousand dollars on a citizen campanola and have something that just has like really incredible personality and it's just objectively beautiful outside of all of all the bullshit um around it so there's there's like there's minute repeaters there's also mechanical watches um there's one that i absolutely love it's this like arushi dial and it has this sort of like pearloid sort of inlay but it looks like it looks like um it's like a stream of like do you remember in Final Fantasy... Okay, so spoiler alert. I'm sorry, guys, if this is a spoiler alert fucking 20 years after the fact. Do you remember in Final Fantasy VII, um, that, like, area where Ares was killed? Yes. It looks yes. like that. Yeah, I see what you mean. Oh, yes, we've talked about this before. Yeah. I love this watch. I love yeah, yeah. this watch. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so spoiler alert. I'm really sorry, guys. Um... How how bad did that affect you when you were a kid? You played that game. It's pretty sad. It it's hits big, you hard. Big, big moment. Hey, when is that movie gonna happen? I feel like we've been waiting for Final Fantasy VII movie for like twenty years. Ugh, they're making a movie? No, 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 no. No. Or like, re did they finally remake it for like the PS whatever? When the PS3 <laughs> came out, they did a bunch of test renders of Final Fantasy VII through. Um, like the PlayStation 3 software, just yeah. as like a test. And then the internet fucking caked its pants and was like, oh my God, you're making me Final Fantasy VII. And so like, um, ever since then, sorry, ever, ever since then. Um, oh, it's been a while since we've heard from him. They've been That's talking, okay. they've been talking about that. So, oh, or, or Logical <laughs> Neckbeard, who also apparently is a video game fan. Guys. Of course, yeah. He's a Final <laughs> Fantasy guy for sure. <laughs> You just can't compete with Japanese storytelling, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fucking bad. We've all met that guy. We all might be that guy. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. You know? But um I think there's a little little neck beard in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little there's a little neck beard. There's a little bit of neck beard in all of us. That's fine. But yeah, um <laughs> Campanola, I think it's wonderful. Um I would love to save up enough money to get this watch one day. I don't think I'll probably ever be able to, which is fine. But um, for a brand that's going above and beyond in terms of you know the movements they put in there, whether it's part of the EcoDrive line or whether it's part of that Swiss brand that's, that Citizen acquired, that Swiss movement manufacturer. Do you remember what do you, do you know what I'm talking about? What? There's a there's a Swiss manufacturer that Citizen purchased. Who makes high-end movements i forgot i feel like i should know and i feel like i probably said something about it at one point we did we've talked about it they bought this brand and they started putting their movements in uh these campanola ones. i know they i know they bought maurice lacroix it wasn't maurice lacroix they bought frederick constant 
Oh, that's right. They bought Frederick Constant, uh, the own Al- I'm bad at watches. Alpina. Me too. It's okay. Okay, here we go. Um, Le Joux Perret. Huh. La okay. Joux. La, I'm going to keep saying it. La, La Joux Perret. All right. Uh, let me see here. Manufactured Le Joux Perret. Blah, 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 blah. That's not English. Uh, former known. Yeah, so basically it's a Swiss movement manufacturer and they started putting these things in um campanolas and then just also just the 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 technique of finishing and just like it's 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 an unsung hero to me people need to stop focusing on grand seiko not not grand seiko i'm just saying if you want a really fucking like uber orological dong hanging japanese watch check out these fucking watches they're beautiful i know some listeners have these i have a uh uh one or two listeners have citizen campanolas and they've emailed me about them and they're incredibly happy with them Credit where credit is due. Um, it's a good batch of brands. What about you? What's your? You have the last pick, don't you? No, I went through my three. CWC, Anordain, and uh, got it right here. Orion. Orion. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did a, a <sighs> semi-structured episode. <laughs> I've given up. I've given up trying to do structured episodes. <clears throat> but let's uh let's do this let's recap the brands my picks for urological unsung heroes of of urology i uh, chose invicta because let's face it guys invicta got a lot of us into watches you can hate it all you want but you have to give credit where credit is due also shout outs to bremont for fucking doing their thing man doing their thing and people just hating on them because of the price and then uh, my third pick was the Citizen Campanola, just because in the space of uber refined Japanese high level watches, for some reason people fucking forget about these watches. Your picks, super fucking killer, really incredible choice with the CWC. Um, great to hear your experiences shooting with that thing was awesome. Did you run into the into the Crown Dig? People talk talk people talk about Crown Dig all the time when shooting with watches. No, the CWC has this like very fluid set of crown guards that eats the crown for the most part, and then that whole combination, that whole structure, just feels very like pebbleish and soft. Next so. time you're there, yeah. can you ask your what 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 watch was your instructor wearing? They wearing like a oh, dude, dude. He was like, <laughs> dude. The guy was this like jacked up like. <laughs> EMT dude with like muscles that I'd never knew even existed. His muscles uh, have muscles, bro. So dreamy. Um, he had a <laughs> he had a just a big old G Shock man. Yeah, exactly dude. what exactly what you expect uh, he'd be wearing. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, next time you're there, and if you get the same if you get the same instructor, ask him about Crown Dig. Ask him if Crown Dig yeah. is a thing that he and his buddies talk about. I'll ask him. Yeah, it's important. Like what? Shut up. <laughs> like, what? Shut up, nerd. Show me your grip. Show me your grip, son. That's funny as hell. So yeah, CWC, that was your first pick. Second pick, Orion Watches. Hell fucking yeah. Um, doing a lot just for the boutique watch brand community. Also American watchmaking. Y'all motherfuckers got to pay more attention to Orion Watches, yep. as far as I'm concerned. And then um, third pick, Anardain. Really, really wonderful pick. Um, those enamel dials are so much fun. Those are really, really fucking cool. Taking a really fun sort of direction with... Uh, sort of watchmaking and just focusing on that like aspect really strongly. Definitely go and check out Aggressive Timing Habits uh, review on the TBWS site. Um, 
for this Anne Ordain. If you ga if you gaggle, if you Google Anne Ordain, um, you you'll also just see us there. Um, let's do this. We have a couple minutes. Can we do a shout out to our very own Greg Bedrosian? I think so. Here, you, 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 you take this one over. Let's, let's, because you know more about this than I do. Yeah, just a shout out to Greg for putting together a really nice article of the, uh, you know, uh, an older reference Rolex Air King. I think um, it is an unsung hero of the Rolex uh, sport watch. That's a funny, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, and you did yeah. not, you did not hear us incorrectly. There is a Rolex write up on the two book watch Nops website, but it is justified. Go and check it out. Um, Greg did a great job um, putting the piece together. Really wonderful story. Uh, really incredible insights. And yeah, I would count, I would count that as, I guess, an un <laughs> unsung hero of the Rolex lineup. Yeah. You know, for some reason it gets uh, like little to no attention and the most modern version is uh, like really tough to swallow for, for a lot of people. Yeah, I still have my doubts about the the newest version, but you know the Air Kings present like incredible value if you're if you're playing that kind of ball game, you know if if that's what your wallet is looking like for for a specific purchase. Yeah, um, you know people forget about it, and uh, um, you know who knows? Maybe it's like the next sort of bubble back uh, that people will go crazy over. Um, what is a were, bubble back? bubble back watches from from rolex are these like these tiny little like 30 something millimeter watches that rolex used to make a ton of back in the day uh and it's almost you know it, it's almost like its own subset of rolex collecting much much like a like daytona collecting is I'm, uh, you know people Googling it wow i've never yeah. even seen these things these things are yeah, uh, pretty cool they're they're pretty cool you know they're great for, like women's sizes today you know there's some larger ones for for men as well but um you know maybe maybe uh one day the air king will see that same kind of uh cult status i think it's already getting there you never know yeah you never know good stuff so yeah go and check that piece out uh as well i'll try to remember to include all the links in the show notes for this episode for aggressive timing habits and ordained piece um and also greg Rosian's write up on the um rolex air king ah <sighs> in terms of recap um this is a hard one to recap. Well, I guess I technically recapped our choices. Um, really good wrist check. Uh, very happy to be wearing this Christmas chrono again after wearing the Gavox Rhodes for a while. Um, I love this watch. Every now and then I go and I do some digging and I see if there's any other interesting um, Orient Neo 70s uh, out there that I want to get. There are a couple interesting ones, but um, nothing that's really caught my eye but you know what i've never seen another another one of i've never seen another christmas chrono yeah i'm seeing uh i'm seeing more youtube videos pop up on the panda i think people are, are people are figuring out about the uh panda one yeah um, that one's easily available yeah. you, you, if you if you're looking for that one you can find that no issues so if that yeah. if that's if that's what you're going for um you won't have any issues but the christmas chrono i wonder where the other 999 of us are they only made a thousand of these. I'm one. Where are the other? Are you think they're like children, like like sneezing all over their watch? Like, what, or, <laughs> you think there's people <laughs> cherishing it as 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 passionately as I cherish mine? 
Hey, you have a global platform now for reaching the watch community. So Does if you are another lucky owner of this colorway. Does anyone <laughs> else Christmas have this chrono. fucking thing? And if anyone listening listening does, um, let me know. Because I feel bad because people email me like, oh, I love the Christmas chrono. Where can I get one? It's like, dude, I don't know. where. If you find one, let me know. I, I, I want to get another one. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't find them. One to rock, one to stock. One to rock, one to stock. <laughs> Is that like a saying? I love that. I think that's more for the sneaker community. Wonder Rock one. That's funny. Ah, oh, man, super happy you were. You were wearing the CWC today. Monta. You were Monta. Oh my god, GMC. that's what it right. Oh my god, that thing is so fucking cool. So what are your what are your plans for that? Are you doing a write up on the site? Yeah, you'll see some photos soon, and uh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll get a shot together for the the show post for uh, this episode oh cool 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 did they I, I, I remember we mentioned that there are other strap options for that watch but in the watch that you got for review did they include any other strap options uh just the bracelet okay cool 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 cool, cool. yeah it's how difficult do you think it is to get the bracelet off of there is it drill through lugs or is it spring bars in the back uh traditional spring bars cool that's cool yeah realistically though you just keep that bracelet on that bracelet was pretty fucking incredible yeah, I don't change bracelets. I don't change <laughs> anything on watches. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's so cool. Um, so let's let's do this. Apologize for all the comic book talk uh, that went on way longer than I had intended it to. Um, hope everyone has a good week. Michael and I have some fun things in store. Uh, do apologize for a lot of the radio silence on the site just between um, work getting a little crazy and me trying to close in this fucking place so I can get on with my life. It's been pretty, uh, pretty tough. But um, yeah, we'll be hitting that back up soon, I think. I think it's that sad time. Yeah, I can say goodbye. I don't want to say goodbye. Well, I'll say goodbye, we're in chat. <laughs> eh, alright. Alright, yeah, you start all the uh, cold stuff. Thanks for listening, everyone. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You've been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. Later.